0: Today on the Zabecast. Hey, look, I've had my problems with eBay in the past. But my God, wait till you hear this story. A bonkers one about a New Hampshire couple hounded by the website's goons. The Key and Peel East-West game silly name skit was actually not that far off. We got the all-2021 college name team. That plus take your QR code and shove it. Your 35-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded. So buckle up, and Let's go. (laughs) Here we go. Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. Thank you for downloading. This is the second time... That I will have executed this podcast. The first one was 41 minutes and 38 seconds, give or take, into being completed in another masterful one-take wonder of yours truly, spoken word professional. When all of a sudden, blip, power surge, lights go out, came right back on. We had thunderstorms earlier in the area. And next thing you know, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Does the Rodecaster Pro have the ability to save a file continuously in case of a sudden power outage? And the answer is, as wonderful as these Australian engineers are that design all of Rode's equipment, the answer is no. They did not have that built into the system. So there goes 40 Minutes. Of me flapping my gums. So if it sounds like at any point here, as I run you through 10 choice cuts of stories in a solo show, if it sounds at any time like I am perhaps disinterested in what I'm even telling you, it's probably because this is the second time around. Also, quality takes time. There's just no way around it. I want to do a quality podcast as much as possible. but. You don't want to spend ten hours to do one hour of a podcast. You could put ten hours of prep and work and really getting the edges really fine. At some point, you have to say that's enough. So I went looking for a soundbite from a Western called "The Outlaw Josie Wales," in which Josie Wales, or not Josie Wales, but the uh, the uh, Confederate, not the Confederate, the Union captains and soldiers hunting down the outlaw Josie Whale. Josie Wales, who had murdered some Union soldiers after some Union soldiers had slaughtered his family. And it was a big to-do. They are like, chasing them all around the West, going to the South, and they're like, we got to get Josie Wales. And at one point, one of the guys in the posse looking to get Josie Wales said, look, as soon as we get Josie and that other guy, we're done. Oh, no, no, no. That's when Captain Terrell said, doing right ain't got no end. We've got him now. We'll get these two first and we'll get the others. What others? Weirds and the kid are the last ones. I don't know. Texas is full of rebels. Lots of work to do down in Texas. We get Josie Wales and it ends. Doing right ain't got no end. Now is the toothless woman on the porch just laughing. Do you feel right now in the coronavirus situation, in the governmental response, that doing right ain't got no end? That the government is just going to keep on trying to do right all the time, forever and ever? That they'll never be out of your life like they were in January of 2020? You know, when we could just go live our lives and the government, while necessary wasn't the number one thing you're worried about. Are they going to close my business? Are they going to mandate my kids wear masks in school? Are they going to make me get a vaccine to travel or to have my job? Doing right ain't got no end if you're the government, apparently. So I hunted the bite down because I quit, did a quick YouTube search for it, Google search, and the only cuts that were on YouTube were very poor quality. And so now I'm now like, shit, all right. Does anyone stream The outlaw Josie Wales? And I'm not familiar enough with the movie, although I'm going to go back and watch it now because it looks awesome and I do love westerns. It's on Netflix. I find out. Okay, great. I pay for Netflix. I mean, who doesn't? And luckily, Netflix has this great feature where you can scrub through the movie and you can see the thumbnails of the scenes as you go along. And I'm like, okay, good. I got a shot here to find this scene. Well, I must have scrubbed 15, 20 minutes. But it was worth it for you people because I'm trying to bring you quality. Cut number one. Damn you, eBay. Damn you to hell. This story is bonkers. A couple in Natick, New Hampshire, a husband and wife, had built this nice little living out of an online website. Dedicated to e-commerce. It's called e-commerce bites. And they had pivoted over the years from giving tips on how to succeed on eBay to kind of reporting on the company itself. And at times reporting on the company in a critical manner. Well, Meg Whitman, the former chief of eBay, focused on the smaller sellers. But then they started to pivot. Pivot! To the larger sellers on eBay, the more institutional entities, and that's when eBay apparently changed for a lot of people who use the service. So that see you know, so Whitman steps down, another CEO comes in, then finally, former Bain Capital consultant John Donahoe hires Devin Wenig to be the CEO in 2015. Wenig was an asshole. And the couple wrote stories like CEO Devin Wenig earns 152 times that of its employees, of his employees, and other such things. In other words, they became a pain in the ass to eBay. Well, what are they going to do? Just let this couple in New Hampshire, David and Ina Steiner, talk shit about them? No, we're eBay, damn it. We're going to send the goon squad after them. The first thing was somebody graffitiing their white picket fence in a quiet suburban neighborhood with the eBay handle of a critical opponent of theirs on the website. That's odd, they thought. Then their inboxes started filling up with dozens of email newsletters they hadn't signed up for, including Heather's Irritable Bowel Syndrome news and the Satanic Temple, as well as more disturbing fare featuring pornography and bondage. Hey, don't judge. At the same time, a new Twitter account started bombarding Ms. Steiner with expletive-laden taunts. Two days later, the phone rang. A taxidermy outfit asked about where they wanted the animal parts shipped because the address on the credit card didn't match their address. They were due to be sent a fetal pig. At that point, the couple was shaken, so they called the police. Officer arrives at their house to take a report. As the officer is there, Husband notices a package on the front doorstep. Wife goes in to open it, screams. Inside, the mask of a bloody pig-faced with hair on it, like the one worn by the crazed killer Jigsaw in the Saw horror movies. (laughs) The officer added the details in his report. It didn't end there. The Twitter abuse continued to escalate. Even more bizarre deliveries arrived. One day it was for a book called Grief Diaries, Surviving the Loss of a Spouse. Another one was a box of live spiders and fly larvae. A few days later, a florist arrived with a sympathy wreath for David. The driver was instructed to leave it at the back door without ringing the bell. What in the hell? They said all these retailers, small retailers on eBay, were being used as weapons against us. Then it gets really bonkers. Unbeknownst to the Steiners, a group of the head of security for eBay, global security, rounded up some employees and a contractor, flew to Boston, rented two vehicles, checked into the Ritz-Carlton Hotel. Because, hey, when you're going to stalk and harass a simple suburban couple with a newsletter you don't like as part of a giant company like eBay, you don't want to skimp on hotel. They initially planned to plant a tracking device on the Steiner's car. But their Toyota RAV4 was locked in the garage, and so therefore they were foiled. They retreated to the hotel. Huh, what do we do next? Then they came back the following day. David Steiner was up on a ladder installing one of several new security cameras. His wife, Ina, looking out the window, saw a Dodge Caravan, Black, driving down their street. Black van, New York plate. she said. The vehicle drove past slowly. It took another pass by the house. It was caught by one of the security cameras, but they couldn't get the plates. Later in the day, David noticed the same van pull out and follow him while he was in his car with a friend. They're really panicking right now. They decided to sleep in different rooms. It's weird. All right, honey, let's split up. If they can get one of us, the other one can still keep the newsletter going. Ina put a laundry cart by her back door with a few baking sheets balanced on top, thinking, well, we don't have a full alarm system, but at least it'll warn us if somebody breaks in. That night, David was awake at about 4.30, too stressed to sleep, heard a car slowly driving up the street. It was a black sedan. It pulled up in front of their house. Out of the car, the driver pulled a what looked like a large leather case out of the back seat He swore it must have been somebody with a gun. He screamed, saying, I'll call the police. Turned out it was a prank pizza delivery guy. He left the pizzas at the front of the house near the mailbox, which, 4.30 a.m., who's delivering pizzas then? Finally, David became determined to break out and go to the grocery store. Again, a vehicle, silver SUV, started following him. He called his wife and said, I'm going to take him downtown, meaning he would drive down to the Natick Police Department and try to get a license plate. Sure enough, he did, using his wife's cell phone. That was when the whole thing unraveled. The police were able to go, hmm, okay, bing, bang, boom. Of course, the vehicle tracked back to an eBay contractor who was staying at the Ritz-Carlton. Genius plan, fellas. In June of last year, federal prosecutors announced criminal charges against six former eBay employees and a contractor. And, of course, the company apologized to the Steiners in a lengthy statement saying it had conducted its own investigation, yeah, don't worry, we're on this, that resulted in the termination of all the employees charged by the government in the case, plus the communications chief, who had not yet been charged. Notice they have not offered any money yet to the Steiners for this. They're just like, we're really sorry about this. We we, we fired all the people involved. The investigation also found that the former CEO, Mr. Wenig, had made inappropriate communications in the incident, but did not have ready for this advance knowledge of the harassment and stalking he didn't know it in advance but yeah he knew nothing about this here's your apology is that good enough all right all right i apologize i'm really really sorry i apologize unreservedly i offer a complete and utter retraction the imputation. It should was not have sent you live basis, spiders. In fact, and was in those. No and the reef and the books about surviving the grief the of your grief of man, your lost spouse. A little bit, bit a little bit overboard. I Regret any distress that my, my comments may have caused you or your family, and I hereby undertake not to repeat any such slander at any
1: time in the future.
0: Wenig, the CEO, is allowed to resign with a compensation package worth fifty-seven. Million dollars.
2: They say that shopping day. day
0: Yay! On eBay. eBay. The they fact that eBay is not called the Steiners eBay. is an outrage. They should own the fucking company right now.
1: Saved a bunch on that
0: and used it all to buy this job on eBay. Civil litigation is pending. I hope the Steiners get a giant of money. Cut to <laughs> reading, writing, arithmetic. Bah! Who needs those? Oregon governor signs bill suspending math reading requirements for high school grads. Of course. Governor Kate Brown, Oregon Democrat, signed a bill last month with little fanfare Oh, that drops the requirement that high school students prove proficiency in reading, writing, or math before graduation. The Oregonian reported that the governor has seemed to avoid discussing Senate Bill 744. Her move to sign the bill was not even public until recently because her office did not hold a signing ceremony or issue a press release. Well, that tells you you're really proud of the legislation and that you know that there won't be any controversy over this What? Oh, wait a minute. Maybe not. The paper pointed out the bill was first signed on July 14th, but not added into the state's database until July 29th due, wait for it, to a technical glitch in the system. It's always a glitch, isn't it? Oops, sorry. It's a glitch. Shh. Don't talk about this. Of course, supporting the bill is an organization called Foundations for a Better Oregon, which is so Orwellianly backward, you couldn't make it up if you tried. It's not the foundation for a better Oregon. Young people getting out of high school who can't fucking read or add anything up. No. Not going to be good, but it's all based in being not racist. They say that the new bill will benefit the states, black, Latino, Latinx, indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, tribal, and students of color. It'll benefit them. You can get a high school degree without even knowing how to write or to read or to add because we're looking out for you. Holy shit. At sometimes I read these stories and I just say to myself, I am going to have a Clark Griswoldian meltdown at some
2: point. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol?
0: Cut three. Mother, babysitter, eh, what's the difference? A Las Vegas mom who claimed she was facing eviction and was featured on CNN as a sob story, prompted donors to come up with more than $200,000 in a GoFundMe effort to keep her in her apartment. Because, you know, big mean government was going to end this eviction moratorium because, you know, God forbid anyone pays rent anymore. And so it was this sob story. Well, it turns out that Dasha Kelly featured as the mother of these three kids, 32 years old, not the mom. Just the babysitter. How'd they find out she was not the mom? The real mom, not pictured and apparently not looking after the kids, said, Hold up a second. I'm their mom. Shadia Halo is the mom. Of course, the real mom, I don't think gave a shit about taking care of the kids. So the new girlfriend was taking care of them. She went on CNN. Gave her sob story, claimed to be the mom, $200,000 falls out of the sky, and now the real mom is probably coming back in to go, ho, 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 where's my chunk of that? Yay, America. And you wonder why some people don't like it. Hard to believe some people don't like other people using the term fake news. Well, that's exactly what it is. Cut for Ryder Cup disaster looming? Maybe. This could be like 2004 at Oakland Hills. It has a Tiger Phil vibe, poisoning the waters kind of thing with Brooks and Bryson. Of course, 04 was when Hal Sutton with his big, stupid black cowboy hat was like, "Man, well, world's got to see Tiger and Phil playing. play. They got to work it out. I know they don't like each other, but we're going to put them together and see what happens. And they lost both their matches. There was a near 50-year-old on the team who made it on points who was pretty much luggage. His name was Fred Funk, great guy, went to Maryland. Ron Thomas played for him. But at 48, you're not going to be a, a factor. He he got on the team because he won the Players' Championship in an amazing display of driving at 48 years old. Beat the longest, toughest, deepest field in golf. That's great. Should not have been on the Ryder Cup team. He couldn't keep him off. He made it on points. Uh, The captain that year in Hal Sutton got out over his skis, made some very questionable decisions, such as young Chris Riley, who provided a spark playing with Tiger Woods in the morning on Saturday to get the Americans back into it, then went to Hal Sutton and said, I don't know, I'm kind of tired. I'm not sure I should go back out there in the afternoon. And Hal Sutton said, okay, fine, and benched him. Stupid. The Bryson Brooks thing has the potential to explode, especially if they're losing, especially if some of the European fans decide to heckle. Mickelson could be that piece of luggage at 50 years old. Everyone thought that the win at Kiowa was going to be this great, you know, late resurgence. Like, wow, Phil's found it. He's got it. He could be dangerous at the Ryder Cup. He's been terrible ever since. So even said, you know, it's hard to take guys that are as inconsistent as I am on the Ryder Cup. But who are you going to take in place of Phil? You remember, Stricker has six captain's picks in his pocket, six automatically qualify. The top six are very strong. They're they're the six better players, except for Rahm and McElroy, arguably, than the top six on Team Europe, but we know that that doesn't necessarily matter. So who are you going to take in that spot or, or at the 12th spot? Some Scotty Scheffler type or a Will Zalatoris or a Jason Kokrak or, God forbid, a Webb Simpson. Nicest guy. Cannot stand him. Ugly-ass swing. Scotty Scheffler. Did I say Scotty Scheffler already? No. I would like to take Bulldogs like Billy Horschel, who runs hot and can piss people off, on their team, not our team. Kevin Kisner. Shorter hitter, but a gamer and a great quote. Would be great in the team room. Meanwhile, for Team Europe, they pick three captain's picks. They have a hybrid approach. There's a special Ryder Cup point system that's based on a certain subset of results during the last two years. And then there is a top five in the world rankings point system for those that aren't in the top four. That's nine. And then Patty Harrington's going to have three in his back pocket. I love Patty Harrington, but you know what? I'd like to see him lose. Come on, Strick. Come on, Team USA. Let's hope it's not a rematch, or let's hope it's not a remix or a redux of 2004. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no offseason. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah. Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie. I've been working with for years my bookie my bookie has been ahead of the game for years now and why does it matter? Oh, I don't know maybe a million reasons better lines better payouts less rules you name it Plus you get a bonus with me at MyBookie.ag. use promo code Charlie Zulu Alpha Bravo Echo That's promo code Zabe and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand dollars That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag.
1: SheFit. We're so over beach bodies and getting bikini ready. You should be empowered to wear anything you want, except a bad sports bra. You deserve better. You deserve a bra with fit and support like no other. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually performs. Fully adjustable to fit your body with 50% less bounce than the Nike Pro. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com
0: 2022. Cut five. Your real-life Key & Peel East-West game roster has just been announced. Jim Weber on Twitter submits the all-college football name team for 2021. He is, of course, the former founder of LostLetterman.com. He's a college sports and uniform nerd, and he's got the team. It's great. It includes such names as Buck Coors, defensive back for Wyoming, Smoke Monday, A DB from Auburn. Storm Duck from North Carolina. Defensive back as well. Big Cat Bryant for UCF on the D-line. Octavius Oxendine from Kentucky. Fish McWilliams from UAB. And I kid you not, or maybe I should say I shit you not, defensive lineman Shitta Silla. Boston College. S-H-I-T-T-A Silla. On the offensive side, quarterback General Booty from Tyler Junior College makes the team. Oh, what's that? You six people out there listening? Somebody for sure is right now going, What do you mean, Key Key and Peel East West team? You never saw this bit. It's on YouTube. It's got like 70 million views. Let's
1: meet the players from the East.
0: The Marcus Williams, University of Georgia. T.J. Jackson, Wayne State University.
1: Tavarius Smith king Merrimack College.
0: The Cal Royal, Smoochie Wallace, University of Miami. Desquarius Green Jr., University of Notre Dame. Ibrahim Moizus, University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Jack Marius Tactheratrix, theratrix Michigan State University. The Isaiah T. Billings Clyde, Coastal Carolina Clive. University. The Jasper Probing Crux III, (laughs) South Carolina State (laughs) University. Leoz Maxwell Julio, East Carolina University. Jabaris Jamar, Jabaris and Lamar, University of Middle Tennessee. Devoin Shower Handle, handle. University of Southern Mississippi. Hingle McCringleberry, Penn State University. Le Duke Duke Marriott, Florida Atlantic University. The
1: Dinklage Morgun, University of South Florida.
0: Ex-Miss Jackson, Flaxen, Waxen, California, University of Pennsylvania. <laughs> there is a wideout on the team by the name of Aju Aju from Clemson. Classic stuff. Cut six. <laughs> Rachel Yucatel, Remember her? the mistress who launched a thousand tabloid stories as mistress number one, for one Eldrick T. Woods, is now featured in the New York Times. Headline, Rachel, you can tell, is representing herself. She wants to get out of the nondisclosure agreement she signed ten years ago. You know, the thing that paid her five million dollars? plus a promise of a million dollars annually for three years to follow if she just kept quiet about anything and everything Tiger. In 2009, she agreed to be interviewed about her relationship with Woods for an HBO documentary, or 2019, I should say, Tiger. She said, I, want to be, I wanted for once to be the one who narrates my own story. She then filed successfully for bankruptcy, Having spent the approximately two million, she said she netted from the agreement. So wait, five million plus one million annually for three years—that's eight million. Your lawyers took six of the eight. Jesus. One of Mister Woods's lawyers, Michael Holtz, is challenging her protection from creditors. If because well, they're going after her. They're like, hey, you owe us money. We want that money back. You didn't keep your end of the bargain. Ms. Yucatel has come to believe that such documents are part of a, quote, culture of extreme bullying. No, it's just a legal transaction. You took the money to stay quiet. You didn't have to. You could have said, fuck your money. I'm going to tell the whole story. This is what Tiger's dick looks like. This is how he is in bed. This is what I did. Fuck everybody. She took the money. She has since been watching the public, writes the New York Times, softening towards figures like Monica Lewinsky, Britney Spears, and Meghan Markle, and wondering if she can find similar empathy or at least some consideration that her name got pulped by a machine run by well-paid lawyers. Oh, yes, the victim. In a response to a det- detailed email seeking comment, Ms. Allred, her attorney, Gloria Allred, the high-profile celebrity attorney who got her $8 million fucking dollars, not too bad, sent in a statement that read in part quote we are proud of the representation that we provided to ms yukadel now at 46 years old she's tired of not being able to defend herself against continued insinuations from tabloids and gossip websites and is ready to blow it all up who the fuck is still talking about her ms yukadel says she can only find work related to her tarnished reputation such as a spokeswoman for gig for seeking arrangement, the online sugar dating service, which she is now suing for non-payment of $60,000 in damages. Holy fucking shit. Bitch, you don't need to work. You got $2 million. You could be a dog walker and be set for life. You could paint mailboxes for 5 bucks a pop. Anything. You took the money. She wants the fame back. That's all. She can't just be like, yeah, I fucked Tiger Woods once upon a time, but here's my $2 million house that's paid for. What the fuck are you looking at? I got life by the balls. Hell, I'd let Tiger fuck me for $2 million. He could even be mean about it if he wants. Cut seven. I'm all for sportsmanship, but this ain't it. The NFL says it's now going to crack down on players who taunt others during the game. And that the crackdown may involve ejections, fines, and suspensions? The NFL Players Association, coaches, and competition committee have all made a strong statement regarding
2: respect among everyone on the field. We saw an increase in actions that clearly are not within the spirit and intent of this rule and not representative of the respect to opponents and others on the field. Game officials have been instructed to
0: strictly enforce the taunting rules, and players and coaches are reminded that two taunting penalties committed by an individual player will result in automatic disqualification. In addition, the taunting player may be fined and or suspended, depending on the severity of the actions. Oh, for fuck's sake, really? This is now going to be a point of emphasis? League also said they are going to be looking more closely at illegal use of the helmet which is a 15-yard infraction and an automatic first down. I'll believe it when I see it. Cut eight. Take your QR code and shove it. You know that stupid square we're being asked to point our phone cameras at more and more these days, especially at restaurants, because, you know, the menu could kill you with COVID? The QR code. Well, what is it? First of all, I looked it up. The QR stands for quick response. It's basically a barcode on steroids. While the barcode holds information horizontally, the QR code does both horizontally and vertically. This enables the QR code to hold over 100 times more information than a barcode. Now there's a story that says QR codes grew in prevalence during the last 18 months and privacy experts are concerned. People don't understand that when you use a QR code, it inserts the entire apparatus of online tracking between you and your meal. This is why at a lot of restaurants, I just go, if someone has a phone and I'm like you scan the menu, I'm not scanning the menu. Well, what do you want? I don't know. Do they have salmon? Yeah, I'll have that with some fries. Good, we're done. I need a cocktail. Fueled by a desire for touchless transactions, QR codes popped up everywhere during the pandemic. Businesses now don't want to give them up. At some point, I'm going to have to go full Kaczynski and give up my cell phone and go move into the woods. At what point do you lose the right to walk around the world with cash and no smartphone? I'd just be like, what? I I got a phone at home. It's got an answering machine. When I get home, I'll see who called me. Otherwise, fuck off. I'm living my life. QR codes. Cut nine. Does he get to keep the Emmy? Governor Andrew Cuomo resigned on Tuesday. Sexual harassment, sexual assault possibly. Not a win for sanity in New York, that's for sure. The state is hopelessly gone. They're going to probably install an even worse, less pragmatic, super hardcore leftist like de Blasio. But hey, an asshole got his walking papers and his just dessert. So that's good stuff. But you know what? The fact that he sent 15,000 nursing home patients probably to their early death due to COVID because he panicked because he was a shitty leader, not a good leader. He was an arrogant, panicky fuck up leader. And yet the media treated him, oh my god, the media supercuts that have been coming out of anchors on TV just fawning over over Cuomo, calling themselves Cuomo sexuals. <laughs> god, they must be embarrassed or are those people even capable of embarrassment? I just would love to crawl inside their heads. You know that no liberal host writer columnist, reporter, who is fawning over Andrew Cuomo would at this point go, you know what? I really fucked up. I've done some soul searching. I wonder why I deified this man that I didn't really know, and why I overlooked this, this, and that, and all this other stuff. I feel really embarrassed and you know what? I'm gonna do better. Right. (laughs) No one's gonna do that, but I'd love to know. I'd love to just crawl in their heads to just listen to what their inner thoughts are like. Like, God, Stupid. I feel so stupid. Oh man, man. I knew that. Why can't I remember, remember it? He should be in jail for the nursing home thing. I mean, he turned, he panicked and signed an executive order that said, you must take these patients back, even though they are COVID positive, because we're afraid of running out of hospital beds and fuck the seniors. Even said, hey, people die. <laughs> he said, In front of a microphone on a dais, hey, people die. Any Republican would have said that. They would have crushed him, the media. Of course, they didn't need to save all those hospital beds. They shouldn't have sent the seniors back into their nursing homes because it was a death march. Upwards of 15,000 in his state alone and other governors, including Murphy in New Jersey, did the same. And then he lied about it. And then he instructed state officials to falsify reports about it. But no, he's got to go because he groped one of his staffers' boobs and was a sexual harasser. What a dick! See you later. I just wonder how those who pumped up Cuomo as this great leader feel now. Hell, Biden said, you know, it's a shame because he was doing so- he did a heck of a job. It's a shame that he's a personal scumbag because he was doing and did. A heck of a job! Oh, to think like some of these people. Finally, cut ten. I am forming the mother of all guillotine leagues, the Super Chop League. Here's how it's going to work. Church introduced this this year as the owner of GuillotineLeagues.com, and you should absolutely get one for your own office, church league, neighborhood, Elks club, whatever. It's twelve leagues. Of 12 players each, the one survivor of that, after 11 weeks, gets advanced to the Super League. And then there's one winner at the end of the year. One out of 144. How awesome is this? This is like European Super League soccer. And what I want to do is I want to create specific leagues amongst people that listen to me, my show, my podcast, in my world. And so... I'm thinking the following for the leagues. First, there'll be an inner circle media league. So it'll be me and Charge and Gitter and Josh and Solly and Scott and Mr. X and uh, Jayco and, you know, my circle of guys. Then I'm going to have one that's DC superfans. I'll have a Wisconsin superfan 12-person league. I want to have a ladies-only league. I want to have a league of todds, or in other words, you have to be a todd and prove it with your license to be in that league of 12. Todd, 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 Todd. I want an over 65 league. Again, I'll require proof. I want a bourbon bribery league in which, oh, you can get in. You got to send me a bottle of bourbon. Maybe we could do other niche leagues like cancer survivor leagues. I've got a number of people who have emailed me and said, Zabe, you have no idea how you kept me company driving to and from getting treatments or sitting in the hospital and how much it meant to me. We could do that. But here's the deal. I need categories. I need 12 good, hard categories. And when it comes to like, well, am I a one percenter? Well, do you subscribe? Have you emailed me? Can I look up in my emails? Oh, there you are. Uh, are you a superfan? What defines you as a superfan? How long do you go back? You know, you'll have to kind of apply and say, I'm a super fan. Remember me, Zabin? I might go, yeah, you know what? You are. I've, I've known you for a long time. Or, eh, not so much. How much will it be? I don't know. If we make it 100 bucks a pop. Now we're talking real money, right? In fact, I texted Church earlier tonight. Let's see if he responded. Oh, here we go. Uh, Let's see. Oof. So it would be 5000 Six thousand so five thousand and then six thousand the first place. Hold on a second. If I charge hundred people to be in the super chop league, what's the rough estimate payout if you win your sub league and then if you win the whole thing? Now that can't be right, because a hundred bucks each, one hundred and forty four, that's fourteen thousand four hundred. So if it's six thousand for first place overall, that's about eight thousand left over spread among the twelve leagues. That's still pretty good. It's fifteen hundred, I'm guessing. Something like that. Anyway, we can make it 50, I guess. I don't want to hear people go, oh, that's a lot of money. Hey, we're gambling here. Let's get ready to gamble. How great would it be to come out of your sub league? You get paid for that, and then you go for the big prize, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So let me know what you think. All right, ladies and gentlemen, philosophers and cattle ranchers, thank you so much for your time. That is a wrap. Always spread the word. Subscribe if you support. Email me to quibble, fawn, or suggest something. And as always, be sure to leave early. It'll benefit you and everybody who is with you. And as they once said in the movie, the outlaw Josie Wales, doing right ain't got no end. We've got him now. We'll get these two first and we'll get the others. What are this? and the kid are the last ones. I don't know. Texas is full of rebels. Lots of work to do down in Texas. We get Josie Wales and it ends. Doing right ain't got no end. <laughs>